What's good? <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode one hundred and fifty-four. I'm your host Ainsley Bowden, and Joe is very excited to be back. Apparently, yeah, he is. I was doing. I was hyped with the countdown. I was doing. Like, I saw you, man. You were playing it. You were playing. Yeah, it man. I was like modern day Ray Charles over here. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I, I got the. I got the. You know. Are you going blind? Is that a modern day? You know with that. <laughs> no, he's really good at playing piano, <laughs> right? Too soon. soon. Yeah, because everybody plays piano. Like <laughs> 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 really yeah. uh, anyway, what's going on, everyone? It's going to be a fun show today. We've got uh, a lot of fun topics we're going to be talking through. First, I'm going to get over to my co-host, knowing that the Mako still does indeed rock. What is going on? Changed it. Dan That's Why did you change it? It's change what. It sucks so bad. I'm gonna have to change it. This is just some. This whole show is over. I can't <laughs> deal with this. God damn. Uh, you you did have Mass Effect behind you, but we're we're back to Rihanna, are we? Yeah. Well, this is much better. This is this is like the, the antithesis of what the Mako is. Beautiful, gorgeous, handles great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know, now that you've changed my name, I'm gonna have to go back and fair enough. Make fair something enough. fair. <laughs> Coming back to the show, a regular Mr. Bad Bit himself at p.s.trophyroom. What is going on, my friend? The Mako still sucks. It does. The Mako's still not great. Don't lie. It's it's fun. Come on. It's, well, we'll not, get into it. it's fun. We'll get into it. Come on. It's fun. Come on. Oh man. Come on. Okay. Pace we got different definitions of fun. I'm a, I'm all right, nonetheless. You doing all right? Yeah, you know, I, I I got not a lot of sleep because of Mass Effect. Um, <laughs> God, I just love that franchise so much. Yes, I forgot how much I I, I love that franchise and the characters. So no doubt, yeah, I got like five hours of sleep. <laughs> okay. I'm down on the inside, but I'm I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not too far behind you. I was the same thing, man. I'm playing it late and uh, woke up early and just kept playing it. So we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah. it. First, joining us for the first time this week, uh, friend of the show, Mr. Sean Capri himself. How are you doing, man? I'm great. I am so stoked. I get to ignore all responsibilities for a couple hours here in the middle of the day. I just go like, wife, kids, goodbye. I fed you. I have taken care of my morning duties. Now let's talk I, about some video games. I fed you. I fed you. I gave you eggs and toast, my specialty. <laughs> ooh, ooh, scrambled? What type of eggs? What type of scrambled eggs? Scrambled eggs and, and, and a little sausage in there, too. Little, yeah, it's, it's a little tasty. Uh, it's pretty good breakfast for the kiddos. They're happy. I'm happy. And um, now I get to play, talk about video games with you guys. It's kind of the best deal, man. Excellent. So, host of the Wii Gamer Cast, and also on the Xbox Drive, man. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and a little bit how you got into gaming? My goodness gracious! Yeah, I think I'll try to do the the short version because there's there's a lot. <laughs> um, my dad came home with a uh, an old 386 PC back in whatever it was oh, 1989, yeah. 1990. We played Pac Man on it. it. Was a bad version of the bad version of Pac Man. Okay. And from there it was we were hooked, man. My neighbor had had an NES when we were growing up, and we just went over there. There were four kids in my house. My parents said, "Why would we buy any of these console games?" When you can just go over to the neighbor's house, there's literally a gate that's in our in, a, in our fence that we could just like hop over and go play over there. So I was hooked from the start, man. I, I I can still remember the time that I was amazed by being able to control what was on the TV, being so used to what was on TV. It's just like you're watching television, you're watching cartoons. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm moving 
the thing that's on TV. I remember that moment very, very clearly. And honestly, like because everybody else had consoles and we had PC, like my my upbringing with gaming was on was on PC. I played Warcraft two, and I obviously got into StarCraft. All my uh, Tie Fighter and X Wing games, all my Rebel oh, yeah. Assault and Star Wars, everything on PC. And just kind of got into the whole like, okay, I'm guess I'm upgrading my hard drive and I'm discovering what a what a graphics card was. We used to call them 3D accelerators, you know. So I had a lot of fun upgrading all of that stuff until I think I spent seven hundred dollars on a 12 megabyte Voodoo 2 graphics card. And okay. once that kind of got uh, obsolete. That's when I went over into Dreamcast land and I discovered the amazing power of console gaming with <laughs> Sega. That's that was my first foray into buying my own my own console. Uh, then it was Xbox. I split both of those purchases with my younger brother, okay. came home with Project Gotham racing and a controller. And I'm pretty sure we spent 750 Canadian dollars on that little package. Wow. And it's kind of the rest is history from there. I think, um, yeah, as soon as podcast came into the frame, like the obsession just went nuts. And I became of the age where I'm like, I don't care what anybody else thinks anymore. I'm getting married. Like she's stuck with me. We're going to be talking about video games all the time. We're launching podcasts and it's going to, it's just going to become a, a big part of my life. And, you know, five years later, almost, almost six, actually be six in December is when I started We the gamer cast. And yeah. um, I've been podcasting ever since, like really haven't stopped. And I was saying to you just before we started, I just realized I'm now doing, some form of content seven days a week. I'm doing a podcast or some Twitch streaming every single day. So today will be two two times uh, this Saturday. We'll do, we'll do a little Halo tonight. Nice. But it's been it's been a ride, man. I'm just kind of grateful for all the support that's been shown so far. I had a crazy week last week. I was on the the kind of funny X cast, and Luke yeah, and I have been to awesome. E3. It's been an amazing ride. So I'm just kind of taking advantage of it while while we're still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and it. you would really love the Halo Knights because I'm the best one there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should come back. Wow, it's that bad, yeah. huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm getting better, Joe. I'm getting better. I've been training once a week. We've been doing this since like November. I, I think we've only yep. missed one or two two Saturdays. Yeah, Halo Saturdays. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I definitely hit me up, dude. I, I usually game on Saturday nights anyway. Like that's time I set aside mm -hmm. to game with friends. So, dude, I'd love to jump in for sure. Yeah, unless you're too good, then maybe not. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, no, he like he won this Halo championship, but he really just got carried. So okay, he's only he's only partially lying there. <laughs> only partially lying. We may my have to team, get into I, the my team then. did put me in the backpack quite a few times. I, the I can't, backpack. I, I can't lie about it. I can't lie about it. Hey, we Can have a, we have a a surprise oh. guest here. Who is oh. this? Hey, oh, I knew this. it. I knew Mama it. Oh, jeez. Honestly, I know he's ugly, but he's your son. Okay, that's the thing. He's your son. I, I know. I know. All right. All right. Love you, too. Bye. That's not very nice. Hey, uh, Ains, Sean, I got your text. Uh, I'm real sorry I'm late. I'm real sorry I'm late. This is as awkward as can be. I'm just um, surprised you're not eating or working out or playing a video game right now. You're actually you're actually doing the podcast, and that's here's, it. Here's the thing, guys. You told me Joseph was going to be here and that you were embarrassed, and I just wanted to step in and, and say that I know it's tough. I'm sorry. I've been there. Honestly, um, and Ains, honest about Cast Co-op, I don't think we can replace him. Honestly, at this point, we're invested. We're invested. So what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
Hey, has told me to tell you to stop bringing her the the strawberries. She just gives them. She's been giving them to me now, and she just wants it. She just she's like, just stop the edible arrangements, okay? And they were getting expensive. That's fair. That's fair. They were. Is he gonna be here the whole show? Is he gonna leave? No, no, no. I'm leaving. I just want to say hello to Sean and Ames and Dan. Hey, good to see you guys. You three are just great, great human beings. Yeah. Thanks for having me, everybody. God bless. <laughs> good God. Oh, oh my geez. God. He, he's just inflating to... the ego, Ains, when you do that. Like, I that's know. just feeding I know. it. I know. I know. We're feeding it. So let's get, let's get back on track. Sean, favorite uh, platform and franchise of all time. You can call Depen- it a specific it, game if you want to, of course. It depends on the day that you ask me. And today I'm leaning it's into Saturday. some recency here, man. Saturday, Saturday. So favorite, honestly, man, I go around on this one a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff behind me that might make you hint to something else. Like I love, I love the last of us. I'll say that, but I, nice. I don't love the last of us too, but right now I'm playing a lot of mass effect. And I gotta say, man, I think Mass Effect might be the best series of all time. Like, wow. I think it might be in terms of in terms of the lore. And Luke, I think, is jumping into this for the first time. And if he's diving into the lore, like, I know that he loves it. I think is I, I was just geeking out about it last night. We'll, we'll jump into this in a yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But Mass Effect is up there, man. It absolutely is up there in, in terms of my favorite series. I've got a ton of nostalgia for it. All the feels are coming back to me right now. And, um, yeah, I think that's between that. There's I can name a couple. Like, I have a really hard time going, like, What's my favorite? Even sure. if you ask me my favorite food or whatever, I have a hard time doing that kind of thing. But like, I love everything. I love everything on Nintendo. I've, I've, we're playing a ton of Mario Kart on that. It's got a lot of his. I've got a lot of history there. I named my son Lincoln, so we could shorten it to Link. And my daughter is Ellie because <laughs> I love The Last of Us. So that kind of wow. gives you a sense. Yeah, of, you're dedicated. All right, we're in it. Wow. We're in it. We didn't. I mean, we made that that classic mistake where we're like, the story didn't end when we named her Ellie. We named her Ellie after The Last of Us 1, and then The Last of Us 2 yeah. happened, and she's kind of different. Yeah, don't worry but, about it. Don't worry yeah, about those, it. Are, those are up there, big time. Two, two yeah, was... she's a four-shot character with feelings and emotions. No. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and in many ways, too, is a mistake, but that's fine. Yeah. We can leave that alone. My daughter's uh, destined to lose a finger and all this other stuff. <laughs> Endless vengeance. That's great, though. That's great. Chat, what's going on, man? Good to see everyone. Um, I, I, I take it you liked the little quick cameo we had there. So... Um, Let's get into what we're currently playing. We are going to talk a lot about Mass Effect, but anyone playing anything else you wanted to chat on before we get to Mass Effect? Joe, did you were you playing Village? I can't remember. How about you unmute you yourself and it'll help the podcast? How about, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Maybe. Um, yeah, I have been playing uh, Resident Evil Village. I just got to the castle part. Oh, um, you're you're super early. I'm super early, but I will say, from what I've played. It's a really fun time. Yeah. And I think environmentally it gives me the creeps more than what's actually happening okay. in the game itself. Yeah. Um, because the game itself, from what I'm like, again, like I'm like two, three hours in, it's not really scaring me all too much. Um, it, it does when people say it feels more like four, I definitely get that. Um, and funny, I was talking to Luke before. He's like, Yeah, I think I just gotta learn that this game peaked at seven. And Whoa. yeah, and uh, he's just like, it's not scaring me. It's not, you know, giving me that terror or that dread that seven did. And I kind of have to agree there. I it's it, it really is a more tame game than seven was in, in terms of the scare factor. But I think environmentally what they're doing with the, the RE engine is super impressive. Like 
the environment, like the lighting itself on next gen, I'm playing it on PlayStation five. It looks insane. That global illumination, whatever they call it. Fantastic. <laughs> and, um, the, the one thing that Resident Evil is the best at than any other game is their sound design, bar none, is just stellar. With the Tempest sound on PlayStation 5, uh, trademark, uh, I really <laughs> do f- I really do hear the, the, the difference. Like, I could really pinpoint where the lichens are in the cornfield. I could pinpoint where a, a thing is above me to the left. Um, it's, it's those things that I think Resident Evil does so well that this game continues to do so freaking well i think though the weakest part for me so far is the voice acting like this is is a village supposedly in italy and everybody has an american accent (laughs) is a little weird um uh, his writing is ridiculous as always yeah like he has some really corny lines that he doesn't you know it's it's hard to to make cheesy lines good and he just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't do it but i do feel like he's a better character in this game than in seven for sure yeah um and and that he's a good person at heart so you kind of do feel bad that he keeps on being thrown into these situations but so far i'm really liking it i was gonna go back into it this morning but i've been so addicted to uh mass effect so what i'm thinking about doing is it going to finish Mass Effect 1 probably by Monday, I'm feeling, of how much I'm playing it, and then go back to Resident Evil Village, and then I got some other stuff I got I to gotta take care of. Uh, Ains, I got a code for something. I don't oh, know. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Big man on campus. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of my game plan, because I really want to get into this game, because I, I do feel like this will be, for me, something I talk about uh, in that game of the year category for sure. So it's a really good experience just because it doesn't have the scares of seven. Um, it doesn't, doesn't take away from the fact that it's a really good game. Well, I'm, yes. So I agree with everything there. I would say, let's talk after you finish it because, uh, you've got some, you've got some moments still. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm hearing that um, means- you, you, you lagged a little bit. There you go. You oh, back. sorry. Uh, I was saying you're very early in the game. Let's talk after you finish it because I've heard a lot of people say the same thing where it's not as scary uh, while the they're in the first biome, they, they call it. I've, I've heard some things about the second biome. Yeah, it's, and, uh, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. In fact, I would say that that second act is the best thing out of seven and eight combined. Oh, um, wow. Okay. That, that gets me excited. Yeah, I think eight. I think eight's better than seven. Um, okay. So uh, we'll we'll see what what you think afterwards. I would agree it's not as kind of dark, maybe, but uh, there's there's a lot into into it that uh, you're going to get into. So that's cool. Yes. Um, good. Sean, what have you been up to, man? Outside of Mass Effect, anything good? Uh, I I was trying to wrap up the Outer Worlds before this all oh. happened, but I'm not. It's not going to happen, dude. I I don't even know if I can do what Joe's doing, where I, I'll go one and then something else and then two and then something. Else. I'm I feel like I'm all in on this trilogy for the next couple of months. So uh, I was loving the outer world. I, I listened to um, the devs were on the Iron Lawrence podcast a couple of weeks ago, and that just kind of got me fired yes. up about it and just hearing all about um, some of the inspiration about that game and the writing and all of that. And with the FPS boost or the enhancements that they did for the, for the series X, like it's a totally different experience, man. Like it's way, way better to the point. Um, I think I was saying on the Xbox drive too, like I accidentally, uh, well, not, I, I tried it on my series S thinking it was going to be the same thing, but it yeah. actually was closer to the, to the one version of the game, okay. which is terrible to go back to. 
Yeah, like I'm it's sure. slow frames. It. it doesn't look good. Like it's totally, totally different, which surprised me. I thought I was going to get a little bit more parity across the series consoles. Um, but yeah, um, Out, Outer Worlds is there. And then on Nintendo Land, I'm playing Pokemon Snap, which is just the, the, the most chill game that I ever could have imagined. I didn't even know that I needed a game <laughs> like that. But, it, you know, kids wanted, they're starting to get into Pokemon and um, it's kind of addicting. Like nice. I'm kind of liking it, man. So I'm all over the place. I'm might even be playing something on PlayStation that I'll be chatting with uh, in a little bit. I'm, I don't think I can say anything just yet, but I, right. I'm I'm everywhere. I'm on I'm on PlayStation. I'm on my Xbox. I'm on my Switch. It's I feel like finally 2021 is like starting to pick up here with games. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, yeah, we're in that stretch right now where it's uh it's definitely crazy, and we've got a lot of good things incoming too. Hopefully, Biomutant hits. We've talked about that, and obviously, Ratchet and Clank looks spectacular. Ratchet. Oh my gosh, no kidding. Yeah, wait. So, Dan, did you finish near yet? Have you completed the journey? <laughs> no, still going. <laughs> Here's the problem. I think I'm done. Like, I'm I'm at the point where I played it this early this week, and I was just like, you know what? I, I don't even know if I can <laughs> continue to do this because it's just it's everything was great until that point. I mean, I'm I'm not far. I'm just I'm getting there's other stuff, so it just yeah. takes my attention away. Yeah. So I'd rather be I'd rather play ten games of, you know, pitching and MLB than sit there and grind constantly just to get all these stupid weapons to get the correct ending. Um, so yeah, eventually it'll be finished. Maybe I don't know. But <laughs> other, than, other than that, I've been playing uh, baseball quite a bit. They seem to fix it, you know, mm. a little bit every. Excuse me, every uh, week they got some kind of update. Um, as in yeah. fix, you mean like network problems? No, I don't play online. Uh, okay, people are crazy. Uh, I, I just play. I, I just play the uh, road to the show, and uh, you know, it, it's just I've gotten to the point now where I, I really, really the only thing I'm missing is the ability to uh, adjust the sliders to make it a little bit more realistic. Because there's, I've said this before, it's just the difficulties are so locked in. And there, there's some things that just need to be tweaked. But if you do that, then you lose, you take a 50% XP hit, you know, mm. during your mm. thing. I don't want to deal with that. That's, oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. And I understand. The only reason they did that is because it ties into Diamond Dynasty, which then ties in, you know, to your online stuff, which could cause people to, you know, I mean, which doesn't make sense to me because you can just drop it to rookie mode and basically just annihilate everybody, yeah. get your guy up to 99 whatever you want to do and then set it back to a higher difficulty but it is what it is but it, it's still fun i still enjoy it i still enjoy work to the show yeah um, and i'm then, playing it too yeah it's i, I it's it's it yeah i play as a pitcher so i don't have to play every single game so oh, okay you know, about so you 30. i do most i funny enough i'm a one of those split players but i've just stopped pitching i just enjoy the batting and fielding now i suck at batting so bad so bad <laughs> So, but I, you know, we, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I, I actually, I think I broke uh, the strikeout record. Nolan Ryan had oh, okay. the very, like the very last game I played this season. So that was pretty cool. But um, nice. other, other than that, a uh, little bit of Hitman. They had the elusive target mm. the new one came out. Okay. Uh, I always go back and jump on those when, when they come out. And the new uh, Pride, I think, is, I don't know if it's out yet. The new what? The, the, the new season. Of like their season of greed was the first one I think. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I I played the elusive target yesterday. I didn't really look and see if the other season was out yet. It's supposed to be out here shortly if it's not already. Okay. Um, and then actually, this is gonna 
shock some people. <laughs> so I reinstalled the seven, no the seventieth game of the year last year, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Super <laughs> Seven, <laughs> um, and uh, just because a DLC dropped, yes, for it. yes, yes. yeah, I hadn't played it since basically December. You know, so they added a whole bunch of other stuff, the river raids and uh, some other little things. And those are terrible because ah. they're, basically, they're, they're basically the same thing. Like every, like yeah. there's several different rivers and you go do these raids, but every single river is like exactly the same. Okay. And like you go to a monastery and it's like, oh, I've been to this monastery, except it was a hundred miles to the east, you sure. know? And so that was all right. Now the, the Ireland thing, I just got there. I just started playing a little bit of it. Okay. Um, but it's, it's still a gorgeous game. Yeah. You know, that's that that was the thing. You know, the controls are still a little wonky, and you know, it's not like it's gotten any different for 10 years, but it is what it is. You know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't go through the, it. Uh, I'm going through it. Last night, he said it's Who pretty was? good. Leo, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten like I said, I got there. You're in Ireland, that's all I know. I met some guy <laughs> that I, my cousin, I think, and that was that's as much as I know so far. Fair I'm enough. just trying to, you know, do the other mm. stuff. And then also, just to let you know, there's I don't know whose mic's doing it, but there's some rubbing up. Maybe, maybe it's my headsets. I don't know, but it I'm sounds here. like I'm not moving. Fine. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not doing that then. Yeah. <laughs> no, my mic's over there. So no. Okay. So no. it's just my headsets. What's going on here? Yeah, you just suck. No. I hear. I hear. I, I can't hear anything. So. All right. Let us know in the chat if you're hearing anything weird. We'll try and figure it out. Sorry about yeah. that. But other, otherwise, yeah, just. Obviously, I went to New Zealand as well, you know, for the Mass Effect Thursday. You know, I, I had to. I had to yeah. boot it up and decided to get back into. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's second talk about best more. Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh, you're already on two? No. Oh, okay. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into Mass Effect. Before we do that, I've got to share this. I'm going to apologize to our audio listeners because this isn't going to make a lot of sense, but it's only like 15 seconds long, so bear mm. with us. But I figure everyone on video will enjoy this because if you didn't see this, it's fantastic. And it really kicked off the vibe for Mass Effect uh, yesterday when it officially launched. So let's hit it. All right, <laughs> Garrus, bringing us in. Who's better than Garrus, man? He's the best. Come on. Oh, Let me tell you something. Oh, I think it may be gay for Garrus. Just <laughs> <laughs> so he's just such. He's here to do the right thing. He is. He's you know? like an awesome soldier who's also a great guy. He's the best, man. He's, he's got your back every time. Yep. He's understanding of everything and what you're going through, and he wants it more than anything. He just wants to make sure you're hydrated too. <laughs> and I think that's just the sweetest. He's also kind of a rule breaker, which makes him that little bad boy. You know, he's kind yeah. of got that. You he's know. got it all. You know what? What? Got it all. You, you, got got it. you want a little bad with your good? Come on. Well, absolutely, you do. Yeah. yeah. It's like I don't need the rules. The rules need me. That's what. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> So let's make this love official, Garris. Yeah, I don't care what they say. <laughs> you know, Joe, Joe, they have a full-size body pillow. Society. 
of, of do they, Garrus. Yes, like a full size body pillow you can buy. I think it's like six foot tall or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen it. I always think Almost when right. I hear body pillow of that meme of like this this kid with a body pillow of like some anime girl, this old guy looking at him strangely, yeah. and I fought a war for you. Yeah, that's essentially the same thing. I was gonna yeah. say, if you start hugging a Garrus pillow, we're not too far off of that image. Yeah, this, <laughs> I'm not gonna judge you. In fact, I am going to. You know, totally support anything that you want to do. <laughs> I like games. All right, yeah. so I am. I don't know about you guys. So I, uh, I only started playing yesterday, but I, um, I had a lot of time. Thankfully, I, I kind of got everything out of the way so I could focus on this. And as you guys well know, uh, ME One is my favorite, and it also got the most updates right in this kind of package, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I was really interested to see how this, uh, how this felt going back to it. And I don't know about you guys as well, but I actually haven't played these in several years mm. like i think yeah. the last time i played this was maybe 2013 2014 um so it's been it's been an absolute joy man not only does it it really like look good from a you know they didn't change the engine it's not a complete remake but in terms of like a remaster they've done a hell of a job here um it runs smooth it looks sharp um and of course you get to play in the best thing ever this bad boy is terrible. No, it's, not, it's not that no, good. Wait, let me it's ask good. you guys something real quick. Have you seen the the option to go back to the old controls? Because I, I can't find it. Because hopefully not. Yeah, I, I don't I even want to accidentally this. trigger that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought there was an option to go back to the old Mako controls if you wanted to. I didn't. And, yeah, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, but maybe I'm wrong. All I know is that you know these don't really feel like the old controls. Or, or like the new controls, they feel like the old controls, and uh, they're trash. So, I mean, I, <laughs> but, but then, you know what? It's, like I said yesterday, you know, it was such a massive undertaking to bring this game to you know the level of the others, and you know, into the new you know age. And you know, th this is something I can overlook, you know, because they've done a great job with everything else. Graphically, it looks amazing. It runs at sixty frames for me, you know, and it, very very smooth. I got no issues with it. It's fantastic. Now, I do find myself sitting there going, God, I really need to get to two because I'm about to cry myself with boredom because there's nothing happening over and over again. But, you know, for the most part, it's still much better than it was before. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm right there with Dan. The, you know, it still feels like a 360 game for sure. Mm -hmm. um, like an early one in terms Go of back controls. and play through the game. You get out of here with that garbage. It does not <laughs> feel like a game at all. I completely disagree. No, well, that, you know what? Mako, I will agree talk. <laughs> I'll agree that Mako still feels okay. a little little clunky, Bad. but the game feels totally different. Here's the here's the thing that I'll compare yeah. it to, Joe. Go, um, go play go play Super Mario 3D All Stars on the Nintendo Switch and talk about that collection and what Nintendo did or didn't do to bring that up to speed. This is not only one of the best series of all time. They've done mm. an amazing job bringing this thing up to speed. I'm like I'm at 4K 120. My TV says it's like at 100. I actually don't think that it's running full 120. I don't know if mm. Digital Foundry's done their thing just yet. <laughs> but it it feels way different i i do when you say things like it feels like a 360 game go play the 360 game i played <laughs> mass effect one within the last couple of years okay and i couldn't finish it down. Put your pitch <laughs> down i'm done i'm done i just you just say stupid stuff so i'm gonna come at you i, I get it when i say it feels still feels like a 360 game it still feels like it but 
it feels it's it feels good. So so don't don't come at me there, bro. Um, it Just still saying, gives me that nostalgic vibe of of the original. So for me, I still feel like it, it handles the the updates that they've done to the to the combat are very much welcomed because mm-hmm. I feel like if they did not do anything to the original game. I would have played it for 15 minutes, dropped it, go right back to two. Yeah. Um, just right down to how the weapons fire. It just feels sniper so feels much like 10 times better. Sniper feels oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so it better. feels great. Yeah. But again, it still feels <laughs> old, but in a in a good way. Like it's aged well, like a fine cheddar. So don't <laughs> come at me, Sean. Don't come at me. The thing, the thing is, I think the strongest thing about Mass Effect 1. And Ainge, you will definitely agree, is will the I? story is the absolutely Mako? amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's sto- I've already said it. That's the best story. It, best it really thing. is. It, it sets up the universe so well. Sean and I were talking about this last night. They do some things where they'll implement like you know a piece of actual science in their science fiction that kind of grounds mm-hmm. the world a little bit so you'll believe that you're driving like this minivan on mars because they they talked about the blue shift right so like i really i, I i'm really digging the lore and i forget how much i love all these characters and how attractive mm-hmm. I am to all of them. Oh, goodness gracious. Even Rex. <laughs> I'd wreck Rex, you know. <laughs> but they're all great. They're all great and they all have this this personality to them and a culture to them as well mm-hmm. that they that they talk about. Um and it all just feels I feel at home there. It's about a perfect experience by all means, but I feel at home on, with the game so damn far. Damn it. What happened, Dan? My Got phone his phone right. right next to the mic. What are you I, doing? It's always here's the thing. It's always my phone is never on vibrate. Killing me ever. Yeah. It's always on yeah. silent. Like I, I, I have like because there's too many robocalls until it sits next to a mic. It no, I turn it literally right next to my computer at twelve thirty yeah. on Saturday. Mar, mar. That wasn't my phone. I don't no, always man. put my phone next to a mic unless we're live. Yeah. There are some things though I don't like about the game. Like there are some things that I'm like, okay, you could have really touched on this maybe a little bit. Like what? Which uh, the map? Not not a big fan of the map. I yeah, don't think it tells you where especially. to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, well. There's no like, uh, you know, you don't have those modern like kind of directional pointers or anything. It's right. more you have to discover it yourself. Yeah, and and that could get a little annoying from time to time, especially when you're in the Citadel. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no fast travel to your ship from the from yes. the Citadel. <laughs> You gotta go to C-Sec still. Like you have to. Some people will Google that. How do I get I to did. my ship? <laughs> you did. I did. And so you know there, there, there are some still some problems that happen, but it's with the age of the game. Uh, and yeah, yeah, the Mako it has been improved. I can actually drive this thing. It's it's not stick. It's automatic. So that's great. Um, but because <laughs> the, it's it's been improved so much. It actually takes away from the fact that the Mako's action sequences are that of a of a old, you know, basic Xbox game. Like this, like when I when I go back to the Mako portions, for some reason, it makes me think of of brute force. Remember that game on original Xbox? Me, That's sir. what it gives me the vibe of. Wow. Are you are you yeah. now insulting the <laughs> Xbox 360? Because <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> no, just, just because because the controls are so improved now you don't have the control the, this cumbersome control in your way which does actually take away from you know 
the the challenge of of the enemy uh, yeah i think overall i think the game feels easier to be honest i feel yeah. like i'm i'm just leveling up like crazy i'm i'm wasting through enemies i think i've died maybe once or twice to be honest i'm a, like i I've, I've been getting wrecked sometimes with some of the There's enemies moments where you're surprised you. yeah and like yeah. You, you 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 know maybe i should upgrade my equipment or something like that maybe i should tend to that and then you're fine really mm -hmm. i got stuck at this one part where it was a bunch of adepts like biotics that were like took a ship oh, hostage, wreck, yeah. yeah and they just absolutely molly whopped me for like 10 times and that was the molly hardest whopped. part in the time uh molly yeah the hardest part molly in the game whopped. so yeah they kicked the shit okay they kicked the shit out of me <laughs> no i understood what you meant i just yeah. you know i didn't realize we were recording in 1950. well we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cheapers creepers game. It was real tough. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, well, how far that's in are you guys? I'm about like a guy that's running for office, but yeah. <laughs> I'm already like, I don't know, maybe 10 hours in, but I'm really taking my time. Like I'm doing everything. I'm already going to different planets and doing all the signals and every conversation. Mm. And I'm just this is one of those games where, like, you know, we we haven't played it in years. This collection's here. It's going to be the final collection for this trilogy, almost definitely, right? Yeah. Um, I, racing through it doesn't make sense to me. It's like this is a game I will play for weeks or months and just enjoy, kind of savor it, if you will. I get nervous with other games that are coming out because right now I'm with you. I want it. This is all I want. This is all I ever wanted from this uh, from this collection. And can yeah. we just say, like, for a moment, like, part of me, I, I've been a little jaded with, you know, games like Outriders and things like that that have been coming out in the past where I kind of have this, like, I was bracing myself when I started it up right at 10 o'clock my time to, like, uh, right as soon as it was available. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to, like, fire it up. Or I'm going to have to download another 20 gigabyte patch or something. I fired it up. And it worked perfectly, and all the nostalgia hit. I'm right with the Ains. I'm about I'm about ten hours in as well. And I, as much as I want to just experience the story, like I'm such a space dork, it's not even funny. Like I'm enjoying reading through the descriptions of the planets. I'm like looking at these. What? How am I finding this medallion that's stuck on an asteroid somewhere in some <laughs> strange system somewhere? Like I'm liking all of that, and to the point of. The story is great, but the pacing of it is just as good, I think, which is really important. There's a lot of stuff that you could get bogged down in here, but it's like you can go from story point to story point to story point and it be compelling. And I was I was kind of just I was playing last night and Joe was there as well as this moment hit me. I was talking to uh, Liara as she's kind of introducing herself and, and yeah. everything about the Asari. And like she's telling me about herself, her family. That's her a long conversation, too, because I did the Aww. same thing. But it is remarkable. I think that yeah. is, if you're going to tell people who haven't played Mass Effect, if, the, if if there's one piece, if you can sit there for maybe a couple minutes, maybe three to five minutes of her kind of explaining what the Asari about, that they're a monogendered race, that how their, their mating has evolved over the years from, you know, before they were spacefaring to now they now they mate with everybody and all the misconceptions that people have about them and yeah. their powers and their lifespan, like their species, their race is so well written and thought out. And it's just like, that's just one. Yeah. Then you go over to talk to Rex and his, the genophage and what the Salarians did to them. And the fact that it was the Salarians did it to them. It makes sense. I could go on for literal hours about this stuff and <laughs> playing this game brings it all back. Like this was like nestled into my into the bottom of my brain it was there and i had appreciation for it but i wouldn't be able to recall it like this and being able to play it in this 4k 120 whatever and just playing with other people too like now that we have all the podcast stuff together i'm yeah. i'm talking to people about it i'm just so over the moon with this game i i don't want to play anything else i could go on but i'm i'll, I'll cut myself there no i think uh 
I think you touch on something there that, um, you know, I was thinking about last night as I was playing it. And I think, you know, all ME1 and ME2 and ME3 jokes aside, right? And I think someone mentioned this on our great ME debate on the Lord's channel uh, when we had it was the thing about uh, Mass Effect 1 that I really enjoyed is that, sure, mechanics can be clunky. There's things that don't work extremely well. All of We recognize all of that. But I think what Mass Effect 1 Really, what they really tried to do with that was this grandeur and the scope um, of creating an actual sci-fi universe and letting you try to experience as much as much of that as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, even when it doesn't work, I still find myself fascinated by it. Um, like I, like you said, I'm going to every planet. When I land with the Mako, sure, there's a few side enemies to hit, things to find. It's not completely barren, like some people say, but it's also not super intriguing either. I get that. Um, but there's just something about being in a game and landing on this obscure planet yep. and rolling around and just looking at the skybox and stuff. I think it's just really awesome, especially for the time it released, because we didn't have things like No Man's Sky or these other kind of mm -hmm. big sci-fi games. So, um, yeah, I still I still enjoy it. Um, I would that, say if, if, if they're making another one, you know, or they are making another one, <laughs> they could put the Mako back in, and I think that would be... I would be totally okay with that if like, they're like, hey, drop the Mako on this this planet and it's all like maybe semi-procedurally generated and I'm just like going through there. Um, that would that would do, I think that would be really cool because what ends up happening with the Mako is like, I'm falling on this terrain. There's no trees, there's no, maybe there's some shrubbery here or there, but shrubbery. it's just <laughs> shrubbery. <laughs> shrubbery. Maybe you find like a race of but like other than that, you don't get like you don't see really anything but this flat terrain. Yeah, so if they I, put like some like you know tropical settings or whatever. Like that'd be really cool. Or or just make the every time you land right, make it a, make it a meaningful part of the experience. Yeah, the story right. Give it something story driven to where there's a point to cruising around that planet. Right. Well, see that that's the thing that you know you like the conflict I'm having right now is that like all these little side missions, right, that may seem like they mean nothing to the story right now. In Mass Effect 3, you'd be like, hey, remember when you did this yeah. to me, dude? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you had no idea. So you almost yeah. have to do everything, because I don't remember everything. You have to go back and do every little side mission. So yeah. it's, it's hard for me because it's, it's really, I want to progress in the main story, but I've also, we have that other part of me that has to explore every single nook and cranny, get mm -hmm. everything on every single planet, and it, that is a little bit tedious, but I know in the end, you know, when everything starts gelling and coming together, yeah. that those experiences will, you know, that's when the payoff is. It's just like a, you know, it's just investing into, into it. So, and now I think like finding Turian artifacts or certain other things, they, they don't really do a whole lot for you in the end, you know, when the, yeah, on those plans, those those aren't going to matter except for maybe an achievement or something like that. Yeah, so, some XP. You're right. Yeah, the, yeah. but so for those, I kind of just kind of skip over. But I'm trying to hit every side mission. I'm trying to get, you know, anything that can potentially be in the next game or the next two games. You know, whatever it is, because I don't want to miss that stuff. You can go through. I don't know if they have the comic book in this one yet. You know, or if they have the, the one where you can skip one and then just make the big choices. All those big, yeah. yeah, all those big choices are one thing. The the little ones are really what makes everybody's experience so different, which is why mm -hmm. this is 
one of my favorite series of all time. Yeah. So hopefully I can trudge through a little bit and get, you know, I, I'm probably the same as you guys, maybe a little bit farther. Um, but I, I just don't remember a whole lot. So it's nice to kind of go back to and, you know, relive all those fun times and the, the discoveries, I guess, from back in the 360 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot more we could touch on here, too, from the conversational side of it. I really enjoy it. Reminds oh, me also I, shout out I, to the, the character creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the picture. Like, I for once, I oh, actually tried to perfect. make myself. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I actually nailed it for once. Yeah. Um, yeah if they just have, like, an old model, I think it'd be, like, 100% spot wow. on. <laughs> like, more wrinkles? Yeah, like, yeah, like, they got, like, a couple years left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, here, here's my character. I just added up. You son of a bitch. Um, yeah. I, That's I, I, perfect. I, I pretty much just have to look to the side, and I pretty much got it. But... Um, your your lips aren't pouty enough. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, I know it's not perfect. You don't, you don't have that steely gaze that you normally have in your your pictures, where you're just like, <laughs> like blue steel, man, like doing the whole <laughs> blue steel. The blue steel. Zoolander, learn from me, okay? Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Did you? Um, how about when you first open the galaxy map and you hear that music? Yeah. As soon All as I heard it, Pressing I was like, start oh my on God. the game. Pressing start yeah. on the game, seeing that main menu pop up. I'm like, I'm so home. Yeah. Yeah. All of the feels. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? So let, real quick, if you're thinking about this now, and we haven't gotten through two and three yet, right? And relive those, but they're making a new Mass Effect. They've teased it. Like we know it's coming at some point. They're talking, talking. We'll see if they can deliver. They're talking about having core members of the original team, right? And doing this this uh ip true justice on like mm-hmm. andromeda uh they tease liara in the in the teaser if you kind of had your way and you think about this whole trilogy and what each game did right did well etc what would you is there anything specific you really are looking for in that new mass effect for mm. for me it's the writing like which you need to bring that core team i don't know if you meant the development team or the like the uh the characters they haven't said in the game. all they said was core members they haven't yeah said like drew carpition I, I don't know if he's coming back right it has I don't to be that so. it starts in the writing and I, what i was going to say because a lot of there's there's a lot of different like uh things that we can talk about when we talk about mass effect and things are going to be different in terms of their importance for for babbit to dan to to you to me like i really dig the lore of it i love the the foundation that they've that they've laid here and i feel like it stands right next to star trek when you look at that world and the way that they built it, like it existed for years before the video game kind of came along. And yeah. I would say the same thing about the Dragon Age games. And that is the starting point. All the other stuff is what is similar to other games. Like you've got your combat, you've got your RPG elements. You're going to have those things that can be compared to other games. And I don't know if there's a tremendous amount of um, iteration that can be there, but stories can be told better still. And we can, and I think this series is, is what, um would establish that i would also like to see if i can um man i almost wanted like a do-over uh a redo on andromeda because i thought that idea was really interesting to go to the next galaxy over and see what was happening there and then the third thing is a trilogy where just like dance like i want my my decisions to matter from game to game to game I think that's a true hallmark of what Bioware has done um, in Dragon Age games and in the Mass Effect games. Nobody else is doing it because it's got to be balls hard to do. So 
they can stand out if they have those decisions carry over from one game to the next to the next. And yeah, ideally, they would write, you know, like they do in movies, right? If you want to make this truly concise and kind of work across the trilogy, you you write the whole trilogy from the start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you plan it as a trilogy from the get go, and then you can really make it come together. Real quick, guys. I'm sorry. Bomber, man. He gave us a super chat right at the start of the show. I completely missed it. Apologize about that. Remember, exclusives won't hurt you. Let's go. We're going to get to that here shortly. Thank you, Bomber. Appreciate it. And uh, I got another one way down here. Bear with me. Mo's in the house from Backlog Chronicles, my brother. I hope you have a great show, my beautiful boys. Hashtag free the nips, Dan. Free them. Yeah. <laughs> Let be, those bad boys fly. Yeah, that's that's going to be the uh, the subscriber channel. You yeah. know, on the, when we launch our Patreon, that's going to be like top tier. We, we've been talking about, you yeah. know, if we ever did paid content on the channel, what it would right. be. And we finally figured it out. That, that, that's the only things. that's the only tier by the way it's an only <laughs> the nips tier <laughs> the nips tier that's all we're doing so. yeah. and lastly uh gamer Graham in the house what's up brother have a great show awesome to see bad make a returnal appearance oh i like the wordplay sir and nice. sean's sg cherry getting popped i don't know about that we'll see what happens after the cameras go be off. gentle be gentle hey, hey dan how's that green screen it's working man here Got check it. out rihanna man Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic thank you sir yeah uh, this is my real house. Joe, Dan, any thoughts on uh, Sean's comments or what you want to see out of this? I think one? no. I'm sorry. Go oh, for it, Dan. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, the, I think the biggest thing for me, I, I think why Andromeda failed, is that were there were the connections that we had from the trilogy to the new one. Uh, they, they were very, very minor. Yeah. Uh, and there, there was no, you know, I'm not expecting three games worth of decisions to carry over, obviously to this game, you know, it, it's, it's a different time or actually, I don't know if it was probably the same time technically, <laughs> but um, it, it, so, so I get that, you know, but, you know, fans of series like this are, they're so diehard and they're, they, they expect, you know, the things that have made them fans of this series, the characters, you know, to at least be mentioned or, you know, or, or talked about or, or, be in it. That's why I think when they show that really quick tease with Liara, people were going crazy because it, it's you. You still have that connection. You know, I didn't have that connection with Andromeda, and I'm not saying it was terrible. You know, because I still enjoyed it, and I think actually I, I like the combat in that more so than several of the other games. It was a lot more action oriented. Right. You know, there's a lot more options. So they did some good things with it, but. You know, it just fell flat because nobody had that returning fans, especially had no investment in the story, in the characters, you know, and, and if, if there was never the Mass Effect trilogy, maybe Andromeda, if that was the first game, you know, would have hit it a little bit or hit better, you know, aside from all the crazy facial glitches and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, as far as going forward, I wanted to now I want that continuation. Because you know it's at least possible, you know, and you, you can go back and do the, you know, this. These are the choices I made in the original trilogy. Just put it, you know, like they did with the other ones, and and then continue the story of Shepard or at least some of the crew that you have so much, you know, hundreds of hours invested in. You know, don't rip that away from us again. You know, bring us back to it, and I think you'll have kind of a resurgence you know of the series unfortunately with like i said andromeda even though the nomad was far superior in the, to the mako in every single way possible you know 
we'll just leave it at that. See, that's what I mean. That's all surface <laughs> level stuff, though. When you went to yeah, Andromeda and we went to the galaxy, why didn't we find like a whole slew of new species and races and right, cultures like and everything to find? They like everybody came on over. It's like that's why did we go somewhere else? Yeah, and that's where like that's where you get like the that the writing wasn't there. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of I hearken on that a little bit. Where, where's yeah. the, where's the Corians? Yeah. It's gone. Well, they should in Andromeda. They probably shouldn't be there. A galaxy yes. is very, very far away. Well, they're, 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 they're all supposed to come over on these boats. They just like left them. They're like, boats. yeah, they're, 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 they're out there somewhere. <laughs> they're they're floating around. Yeah, they didn't make it, or they they landed somewhere else. Because that was uh, the whole thing. You know, like the Turians and the Asari, they all, you know, had to get back together. But they're like, ah, the Corians, meh. It's like it's probably un, it was probably DLC that was. Just such a you know. such a missed opportunity with Andromeda. So it, it was yeah. a good and the timing of it too. Like when did that story take place? Like it was yeah. sort of like in the middle of it. It was almost like a plan B. Like if things don't work out in Milky Way, yes. let's see how things go out in Andromeda. And the game kind of felt like that, like plan B. Like yeah. they gave it to a B team, like it felt B tier in a lot of ways. So there's a theme. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got a Force Awakens it. Like Force Awakens, for whatever you think of the sequel trilogy, does a great job of introducing new old characters, uh, giving the mantle to new ones, mixing and, old and new. Right. Yeah, and and they have to. Yeah. What's that? I was gonna say it doesn't have to be. I think like it like Mass Effect is closer to Star Trek, and Star Trek does oh, it sure. beautifully. Of like, you go from like Deep Space Nine has nothing to do with the next generation, yeah. which has nothing to do with like maybe tangentially, like maybe you see some of the races like, Oh yeah, I know that. Like there's a Klingon. Hooray. I know sure. that. But otherwise, but like, you know, like, totally nobody weird. really likes Star Trek, Sean. Come on, they do. <laughs> and this is closer. <laughs> and I'm not even like a, I'm not even like a Trekker or whatever. Like yeah, I, I this is getting one. some downvotes. <laughs> <laughs> so like that said, I think Trekkie. what Andromeda <laughs> tried to do. And I think the reason why it failed was it tried to, be the mirror opposite of like of of mass effect even or, or sorry yeah to the original series down to like the the color scheme like oh n7's red and black so we're gonna do white and blue like you know it it just felt like it was it, it, yeah it felt plan b it didn't feel like the stakes were there nor that mm -hmm. the, the world that we were yeah. essentially colonizing you know didn't feel all too spectacular. It kind of just felt empty. So yeah, I think with this this new Mass Effect, we hit home the fact that the writing needs to be there. And I think they know that. I think the balance that they're going to have to make is how are you going to set up these different stakes? Because we just, uh, you know, this world was all about the Reapers and, and, you know, the threat to the galaxy itself. How do we restart introduce a new foe that is similar but different because you can't just give us another you know uh you know super weapon right mm -hmm. it, it, we can't have another death star another so, death star yeah yeah so like i don't even care if it's if it's illum and it's in a planet i don't care you can't do that again so to me the stakes have to be different but set at the same the same height um and you have to create a new band of characters while the old one's kind of giving the mantle to them. I don't want, you know, as much as I love Garrus, maybe you put him in there, but like, you know, <laughs> maybe he, maybe he's part of the ship or maybe you meet him along the way. Maybe, you know, you meet his son or whatever the case is, you know, like you can make them connected, but don't make them don't, don't have the story be weighed down by them. At the so same you're, time. you're a Gears of War fan, right, Joe? Yes. 
Yeah, so what do you think about how they handle Gears 4 and 5 in the new trilogy with keeping Marcus present, but introducing kind of your new protagonist? I think they did a good job at introducing Marcus and, and, and how where those characters were now. I think what they didn't do a good job on was the characters that now you should care about. Yeah. So like your JD, your Kate... Yeah. Um, the other guy, <laughs> see, exactly. Del, man, Del, Del, come on. Yeah, they didn't do a good <laughs> job there, you know. And I think it sucks that Gears Five, JD does get a, a, that that hook that he should have had in four. Okay. So that's 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 where I feel like Gears Gears does a does good by fans with the nostalgia department, but it doesn't do a good job at, at introducing those new characters, which is probably the hardest part because, yeah. you know, how do you have someone that hits on the same level as a Garrus without introducing you know, or without him just being there? You know? Yeah. Uh, how well, do you I have mean, those same it, connections? We always joke about Halo 5. Like, you tried to transition to Locke and that team, right? And we see how well that went over. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people think Halo, they think Chief. Um, it's, it's, gonna- it's probably the most de- delicate balance. Yeah, I don't, Dragon I don't Age know. does it. Dragon Age does it pretty well, man. Like you don't play as the same protagonist from game to game to game. It's it's no. warden to champion to well, I can't remember sure. what the third one was, the ambassador or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's to, yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah. Hawk was I think the second one. So they, they there's there's ways to do it. There and there's a lot of different examples. Gears, mm-hmm. Star Wars, the Star Trek thing, the Dragon Age thing. There's lots of ways to do it, just not the Andromeda way. You, you know what a good <laughs> way is 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 if you look at like the original Bioshock, and then look at Bioshock Infinite, right? You've got mm. two games that are incredibly well, well written. They they have that kind of that similar theme going on, but they're two completely different games. Yeah, they've got a couple, you know, between like the plasmas and your pop. You know, there's there's some things that are tying it together, and you know, you learn all that stuff as you play, you know, through Infinite. So I like like if I go to from one to to say Bioshock two, it's not my favorite. Um, and, and it's, I think it was probably the worst one out of the bunch, but it's still good. And and but then when you got in, when you when you came to Infinite, I was just like, man, this is how you tell the story. And it's still that world, kind of, and it, it still kind of invokes all those feelings that you had when you played the original game, but being with, with completely different characters, with completely different, you know, a setting. And I, I think. You know that's how that's how you do it. If you're gonna do it that way, and completely change everything, like with Gears, I've never been a humongous Gears fan, but I really like Kate. You know, yeah. I liked her. You know, development. You know, going through. I, I really enjoyed that character. Um, so, I think going forward, you know, I, I hope she continues to be that protagonist. You know, and and you know, see what she's got. Excuse me. You know left to give us you know I, I i'm I'm just somebody that's a lot more traditional like you know old man yells at cloud you know <laughs> but if you do it for you know the right way you can do it you know without sacrificing i guess your artistic values or your 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 vision your artistic vision and still make something really really good yeah yeah, yeah it's gonna be interesting i uh i don't know i think it's hard to um that's a hell of a challenge to overcome for whatever yeah. team is on this, right? Like I had the weight of expectation there is massive. So yeah, I'm not sure that there has been another game that's going to be that could be that the expectations are going to be so high. You know what I mean? Like Halo, uh, just, Halo Infinite's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they have them down. Yeah. yeah. 
But I, I think you're right, though. By the time people, because right now, like us, millions of people are kind of rekindling their love for this franchise, right? Yeah. It feels like it, it kind of, everyone got pissed off and kind of abandoned it for a while, and this has brought it back into the limelight. And so now I think your expectations are rising. As we're playing through this again, they're increasing as we speak. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of focus on it. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's shift over. Uh, so good Mass Effect chat. Let's talk about uh, E3 and some of the kind of rumblings and things that were talked about this week because – there's, there have been a few things that have been, one, kind of hash, half confirmed, excuse me, uh, and a lot of other rumors. So we can, uh, I'll kind of run down a list here, guys, and then just feel free to, to jump in uh, with your thoughts on these things. So uh, multiple people confirmed this week, including, you know, the kind of regular industry guys, uh, that the Xbox and Bethesda conferences for E3 are going to be merged and simply pretty much act as one, which I, I don't think really anyone needed to say that that should have really been the expectation. Right. Um, but it's kind of interesting if you think about it, because people forget that Bethesda is Xbox. Now they're part of the company, part of the organization. However, they are still their own publisher. Um, and so that creates this unique, uh, kind of dynamic. So it sounds like what they're going to do is do an Xbox show, which literally just goes right into a Bethesda show, like same, either at the same time and, or maybe same day. But Mm. as part of that, it's uh, been talked about that Starfield will debut for sure. We're seeing a lot of these old leaked images that have been around for a while. Um, but Starfield will debut. And as of right now, it does have a 2021 release date planned, um, which I find really, really interesting. Uh, and whether or not it'll hit it, we'll certainly see. Um, <clears throat> 343 came out this week as well and said there are huge, quote, huge plans for Halo Infinite. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw, but one of the uh, multiplayer designers actually uh, tweeted last night that he was playing it. Uh, he said Friday night Halo Infinite multiplayer session. And uh, <laughs> a bunch of us, uh, you know, were uh, immediately jealous. But <clears throat> I don't think there's any doubt. They reaffirmed again this week with the 20th anniversary of Xbox that Halo Infinite is going to set that stage for this fall. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a huge release. And then two more things on kind of this Xbox E3 front. Battlefield 6, battle, uh, the official Battlefield account in EA came out this week and confirmed that the game is going to debut in June. And that's significant because the rumors and rumblings for a while have been that this will debut on Microsoft's or Xbox's E3 stage um, and that there's potential it'll launch in Game Pass. And lastly, sorry, I'm kind of going on here, but Psychonauts 2 was also said to be basically done and that it's ready to release. So my guess is that we're going to see Psychonauts 2 at E3 and it's going to be a play it now type of thing. Like it's going to to launch. Yeah, exactly. To launch in June. So um, the other significant thing that was announced this week, it's EA Play, which usually starts E3. It's usually before the official E3 conference. It's actually not till July. It's July 22nd. So um, that's why I think it's significant that Battlefield 6 is debuting in June um, because it obviously is going to tie into uh, E3 somehow. So... Mm -hmm. Go around the horn here, guys. So Xbox at E3 with Bethesda, Starfield the debut, Battlefield 6, Psychonauts. Couple, give me your comments on that, and then a question for you guys. We're gonna place our bets on this show. Will Battlefield 6 launch in Game Pass? Mm. So I say yes. 
Sean, you want to start, start there? You, Give us your thoughts on all, everything I just touched on. Well, I'll start with the um, my, my memory isn't so good these days, so you might have to remember what all the questions were. But yes, I think <laughs> Battlefield will start into Game Pass. I've lost money on bets on this in the past of what yeah, is going to launch and not launch into Game Pass. I would also revisit that whole Cyberpunk thing. For those who don't know, I made a, a $50 bet with Badbit that Cyberpunk was going to launch into Game Pass. And as it turns out, it's probably better that Game Pass wasn't sullied by that launch. <laughs> um, and I still, I, I still remain that when it actually launches, like when the game is actually done, it will be on Game Pass. So I might actually be not so far off. You need uh, a twenty-five dollar refund at that point. Yeah, I get, I get half points. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Xbox is absolutely going to be putting as many of those big third-party experiences into Game Pass day and date as possible. The EA relationship is there. I think Battlefield as a franchise needs it as much as Game Pass needs it. It's actually a kind of a perfect marriage between the two as Battlefield continues to kind of fall under the shadow of Call of Duty and maybe even some Apex Legends, a lot of other shooters. Uh, it needs a big win, needs a big audience, and why not throw it for, quote-unquote, free to 20-some-odd million Game Pass subscribers? I think that would be enormous and get people to buy more into Game Pass. So there's that there's that win-win. So I don't right. know, like I could, do you want to cover everything? You want to stay on the, the battlefield thing around the horn? Yeah, go for No, keep going. Go for it. Starfield. Um, I mean, what I want is maybe different than what could happen. I would, I mean, Bethesda did that thing, right? When they first came out with their E3 presentation, everybody remembers it's here's Fallout 4. Holy crap. This is amazing. It looks gorgeous. Look at the colors. And by the way, it's coming out fall and everybody loses their minds. Yeah. I would love for that. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting if they can pull that off with Starfield and, I just want to calm everybody down maybe a little bit if I can. This whole Starfield <laughs> thing is getting a little, a little crazy, just like maybe it did with Cyberpunk as well. Yeah. Um, we don't know a damn thing about this game. Nope. We don't know <laughs> anything. It's made by Bethesda, and it's called Starfield. It's got a little circle in its logo. <laughs> That's it. We know zero. Yes. So everybody can just like just chill maybe a little just bit about this. Oh <laughs> well, don't <laughs> shut up. But everybody's like, "That's gonna be the banger." That's gonna be like, wh where are these expectations coming from? Is yeah. a little, it, a little weird to me. It literally comes because of Skyrim. That's it. But I to guess your so. point, trying to compare an unknown quantity to Skyrim, mm -hmm. one of the widely considered best games and best-selling games of all time, yeah. is setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. And especially when we've seen it's kind of similar to just wanting the same level of expert, um, like masterful experiences that we have with Bioware and all the things that Bioware's done ever since the last great game that they've made to the last great game that Bethesda has made, which probably is Skyrim. I don't know that Fallout 4 really um, falls into the same category. But yeah, Skyrim in space is something that people are saying in the chat. And that's yeah. that's something I'm hearing as well, which sounds great. I will reserve my excitement for seeing it, which yes, me hopefully too. means that when they show it to me that I will be like, oh, snap. Where everybody else, they've been excited based on a logo all these years. Like, I kind of think that they might come in disappointed no matter what is shown. Yeah. So it will be interesting. At least, you know, if you're an Xbox fan, you're kind of happy that there's a there's a big thing, there's a big game that people are excited about that is probably coming exclusively to Game Pass. Jeff Grubb saying that it is coming exclusively yes, multiple, to Xbox. Multiple people too. Jeff's confirmed mm -hmm. it as well. It's, it's exclusive. So that's a, that's a what is it, a banger, Joe? Is that is that where we let's <laughs> say banger on the show? It's, a, well, it's not illegal in this foreign land, but it's illegal on the truck room to say such <laughs> words. So it's a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal. And I just can't, I just want to see it before I really get too excited. Yes, yes. I... I am right crazy. there with you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, first, yeah, I think Battlefield's coming to Game Pass. Okay. I think enough people are saying it. 
That's probably a reality. Where there's smoke, there's fire sort of thing. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. And when Battlefield takes a look at where they're launching, probably either in between or right before, you got Halo, you got Call of Duty, you got Warzone, you got Fortnite, you got Rainbow Six Siege, and the list goes on, of games that are all shooters in their own respect. Um, it, it's a very crowded and very competitive field, so you need to make an imprint. Is and it too crowded for Game Pass, Joe? You got Starfield potentially all potentially all on Game Pass. Halo, Starfield, and Battlefield now. I feel awesome. like Starfield is an RPG, so that's in another or what rumor is an yeah. RPG. So it's in another <laughs> category. I think I think what Microsoft's gonna give you is the sci-fi shooter and then the military shooter. Yeah. And sure, they will definitely compete, but I think if you're EA, you're like, you know, 20% of 25% of my my profits come from the meat. Uh, premium market so yeah. let's just fill this thing with with microtransactions and put it on this uh service and let's see where this goes because mm. i think their main competitor what they really want to take that market share away, away from is the base call of duty game so i think game pass is going to be probably the only way that they do that um and and reestablish battlefield as their premier shooter again so I think I think that's happening. I'm really excited to see what this battlefield is going to look like. Yeah, man. me too. Me too. And I can set my expectations because I've seen the previous games. Ergo, I can know that it's going to be a game and around that you know that look and feel and, and all the people on the map. When it comes to Starfield, I do and I have started to get aggravated on Twitter um, <laughs> because all Sean, you're right on the money, man. All we've seen is a logo and a few in-house screenshots of Bad like they don't even, yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't even have the floor set on this okay. thing, and we all have these expectations that it's going to be a Skyrim esque yeah. experience. And the last RPG that Bethesda Studios put out was Fallout Four that didn't really resonate as well as they'd hoped to alongside of, of of fallout 3 i remember the witcher 3 ate that game's lunch in terms of rpg fans going wow you know cd project red showed this veteran studio how an rpg is made congratulations cd project you know we were talking a lot you know I, I remember the oxygen in the room when we saw avowed and we're like wow xbox is really going for it you know bethesda you know or, or, or obsidian's really going after that bethesda crown you know, mm -hmm. seemingly, seemingly like they dropped it. So all of a sudden, now that Bethesda is bought by Microsoft, they only produce amazing quality games. Ergo, yeah, yeah. ergo, <laughs> Starfield is gonna be amazing, and I hope it is. I want it to be. I'll root for those devs, but I cannot be excited for something that I've only seen a actual logo of. Because who knows? Even if those screenshots are gospel. Right, like yeah. who knows if how far into development they were when they those screenshots leaked. So, like, we don't know what this game is, and I feel like we put our expectations on such a high peak. Sometimes it, it's just it, it it blows my mind because you're just setting yourself up f to be disappointed, and that goes for any big franchise, whether you're Halo, where people are like Halo's got to solve global warming, whether you're to <laughs> The Last of Us, where you expect some characters to live or die, where you're, you know, anything. or even just but, good writing. I mean, oh, yeah, be nice so, thank too. you for saying Red Dead 2 like that. So, like, honestly, right. <laughs> honestly, 
I, I can't, I'm, I'm aggravated by the sheer hype to feel like it, it feels like just to be excited. And it's like, it's, it's cool that this game may be coming out, but let's just cool our jets. Let's take the pom poms, put them in the locker for now. And let's just see where this, what this game actually looks like. Yeah. Like, because for me, it's just like, well, if this is a heavy, like I'm an astronaut simulator, I'm not excited for that, but like, you know, I completely agree with you. And and science fantasy. It's awesome. Yeah. And we've seen this many times over, right? It's this insane wealth, uh, wealth, weight of expectation based on nothing Um, or or a history that is uh, either so long ago. Uh, that it really has no bearing on the present. Uh, you know, Metroid Prime Four comes to comes to mind for the Switch. We saw that logo what 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, mm-hmm. and they showed a logo and people went nuts. And I'm like, I get the excitement for Metroid. Trust me, uh, I want to see a great Metroid as much as anyone else on the Switch. But we we don't know anything about this game. For that God makes sakes, more sense though. We played a Metroid game before at least. We haven't played a Starfield game before. True, but again. The expectation is if it's like the other RPGs in the Elder Scrolls yeah. and Fallout universe, then maybe. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times, my point being, there's a lot of times where we see nothing and expectations just go through the roof. Um, and then honestly, I mean, we're, we're not on a rant here, but I, to your point, Joe, about... Uh, no, but that's my point, right? You're, yeah. you're talking about one end of the spectrum. I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm not disagreeing with you. I completely agree yeah. with you on Starfield. But the other thing I'm getting a little sick of while we're on it is just people poking holes in everything. Like people can't enjoy anything. Yeah. It's like a game has a few bugs or, you know, just something doesn't look perfect. It's like, this game's garbage. It's trash. It's like, oh my God, guys, like who's, who took the jelly out of your donut? Like what is going on? Like you can't enjoy games anymore. People get so wrapped up in this stuff it's it's crazy it's 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 it is so tribalistic it's become cultish it's like you know if you're an xbox fan and i hate i hate when i'm just whatever but if you're an xbox fan well that means whatever xbox is making you have to love or at least have a reason why i go oh it's not for me but i could understand why it's all you know whatever it's like you're 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 worshiping this brand and it's getting kind of weird you know, like I hope like on the trophy room, we talk about PlayStation, but we're not like praising or making a, a shrine to like, you know, Jimbo Ryan. It's 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 just, just like we're just talking about it. And I feel like sometimes, yeah, like Starfield has a logo. Oh, my God, this means holy sh- crap. This holiday, <laughs> it's going to be a banger season. And so, by the way. Jim would love to have a statue of himself. Oh, I bet he would. (laughs) (laughs) And it just Uh, smells like Old Spice. (laughs) By the way, Dan, Dano uh, loves your background there. He is a, you know, appreciative, a fellow appreciator of the the fine arts is what he is. And beautiful, (laughs) beautiful, gorgeous woman. She is. She is beautiful. Um, and by the way, uh, Diego in the house and says that banger is a band word on SG and he's, he's partially right. <laughs> no, I do catch myself saying it sometimes. Sadly. Mm, it's the worst. Um, the worst. All right, Dan, where are you at on this, man? Starfield and is Battlefield <laughs> 6 launching in Game Pass? All right. like, like Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it does because that's nope, the only nope, way I'm going to play. You got to place your bet. You gotta place your I bet. will say yes, purely on a selfish standpoint. From a selfish <laughs> point of view, I want it because I already know I'm locked in the Game Pass for 30 years. Um, as far as Starfield goes, you guys are right. I mean, that guy, I haven't seen anything. If the only thing we have, if I'm just going off of, you know, track record, 
it's not like Bethesda comes out swinging, you know, and it's, it's a great game every single time. In fact, I would say for the most part, those games, Skyrim, Fallout, Fallout 76, you know, are so, you know, they're so buggy and, and janky at launch. But, you know, we, we, we set these expectations because we know what they're going to be eventually. You know, we know what these games eventually turn into. You know, after a year or so, Skyrim was, you know, just an amazing game. And it was, it was good when it came out. It just was tough, you know, at, at times. And we had, there, there was a lot of issues, you know. But I think, I don't know what, when it happened. I think, you know, maybe a few years ago where, where all these games start coming out and it's just like either there's server issues or there's a tremendous amount of bugs or, you know, you don't see games releasing in really great condition anymore. You don't see that kind of stuff. Like where you, I mean, I, this, do, I do take issue with that slightly. Well, I mean, some games, I mean, I'm talking about these big games, Outriders, oh. for example, MLB sure, had sure but you have Outriders, you have Resident Evil Village. Well, right. I mean, yeah, there, there's there's exceptions to the rule. I don't think, I, I, but if I go back and just go with like the big triple of games that have released, you know, even over the past two years, I will show you more buggy games or issue games with issues on launch than I will show you games that release in some kind of outstanding condition. I'll never know with Resident Evil. I'm sure it's awesome, but I will never play it. You know, so <laughs> I'm just I, I'm just saying I keep seeing people say that like every game release is buggy now, and it's like, well, that's not true. It's just not true. But do, do you not think that the higher, uh, the more more games release? Now, not let's not leave indie games out of it. You know, I'm not yeah. even going to get into yeah, those. Yeah. But you know, if let's look, look at Outriders, problems, yes. a lot of problems, still problems. You know, MLB this year, problems. Hitman Three this year, problems. You know, I mean, they, there was there was so many of these games like Biomutant. I'm I'm like excited for. Yeah. But also am ready for the game having issues, you know. So, I mean, there there haven't been a ton of games, and I think we were we're conditioned to that point. So it, it's and maybe that's just the thing now. You know, now we just you know, and, and this is pre COVID. This is pre everything else. You know, it's just it's just how it is. You know, and I know these games are getting more ambitious, so the technical aspect of them are getting you know harder and harder to yeah. you know figure out. So I, I give them a little bit of slack for sure. You know, it's just, it's just, we just kind of sit and grin and bear it. And that's, is what it is. Like, I don't, if I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to, you know, and, and, and my, my, my food is garbage. I'm going to send the shit back. That's, you know, that's just how it is. If I'm paying something for a product, I want that product to be what I want. Yeah. You know, or, 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 you know, serviceable at the sure. very least. So, I mean, I think we should have those expectations with Starfield. You're right. We haven't seen a whole lot of it. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited for it to the point where it's, you know, if it's Skyrim in space, that interests me, you know, <laughs> but that's very, very basic, you know, and it could be something completely different. I have no clue what it is. You know, I, I it's going to be on Game Pass. So I'm not, I don't have to buy it. That's the best thing about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's great. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and, it, and it's it's just, I feel like I'm a little bit jaded, but it's also at the same time, you know, I come from a time where you plug your shit in and the cartridge is ready to go and it just works, you know, or, you know, that's it. You know, it, it was always, it was never like this, this before. So, you know, it's, 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 it's annoying. So I'm, I'm really want Starfield to like land and be what, and do really, really well and, you know, not have a ton of issues. Yeah, you know, that's just me. Yeah, you know? we'll see. 
I mean, to I forget who said it already, but I think we all know the Beth Bethesda has really struggled in that area, especially lately. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Psychonauts too. Am I the only one here pumped about that? Like that's one of literally my yes. most anticipated yeah, games of the, the year. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> yeah. Damn that's it. it. I meant to. I meant to get to Psychonauts one as it um, as it was came available. I just the Mass Effect took over. So, Sean, Sean how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Are you like a baby like Joe? No, I think I've got a good decade or so on Joe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on a couple of years away from 40. It's like, yeah, Psychonauts 1, like it, it's older now. That's why I ask, right? Yeah. Um, That's the thing. Like, um, it's weird that I missed it because I love like like the Grim Fandangos, the Day of the Tentacles, like all the, all the, all the Tim Schafer stuff I love. I just never got to this one. Yeah. It's got that like level of humor and that kind of brilliance that he shows, but in a full on 3D platform. I mean, it's, it's bar none one of the best platformers all time. It's top ten, one hundred percent. And if you, it's a shame that so many people missed out on it because it's it's an incredible game. I think that's why you got the little cult like myself that are so uh, excited for it. We'll see. I think I think now one thing that has changed a little bit in Xbox Land is like we used to look for games that weren't like the bangers, <laughs> the oh, ones that were like the, the big deal, and everybody go like, "This is the one we're waiting for." And, and years ago, when Psychonauts Two was announced, and it's like. Uh, you know, Xbox bought this uh, double fine and Psychonauts 2 is coming. And that's such a big deal. It's like, is that the big deal? Like, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. But it's not like the it's not a hey, it's not all the other titles that we're talking about here. Now right. things have evolved a little bit better. So Psychonauts 2, I think, fits within a portfolio of games. Correct. It's not the it's not holding up the entire framework of Xbox anymore, which yeah. I think was the case in the past. You had a game like State of Decay 2, which like is totally fine it's a very good game i had a lot of fun playing it but it's like that's not the one you go you buy an xbox so you can play state right. of decay 2 like it just when you had those going up against what playstation had last gen it was embarrassing a little bit so yeah. i can be excited now within the context of everything else that's happening around psychonauts 2 i wasn't just like oh my gosh thank god i have an xbox because of only psychonauts 2 but I'll, i will absolutely play it, and i do hope that it's a shadow drop that's coming yeah man. yeah 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 and i um uh, one of the nice things, I think you nailed it, right? It's part of a full portfolio now, right? It's part of that ecosystem. It's not a game they're leaning on. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's, a, it's a game that is people like me and uh, others that are looking forward to it will enjoy. And hopefully it also finds a bigger audience than the last one because of Game Pass. But it yeah. also, you know, the other thing it benefits from, right, is Tim Schafer's talked about this directly, is that this game would not have been the same if not for Xbox. Like they yeah. literally... Mm -hmm took the last year to add in levels and add in bosses that weren't going to be in the game. Um, so like even those early funders on fig who helped pay for its development, they're actually benefiting from the Xbox Absolutely. acquisition because the game is a bigger, better game because of it, which is awesome. I wondered like, will that game pass revenue trickle down to the fig? That's what I was wondering. Probably not. Trickle it must be some sort of cutoff. Fig. Yeah. Because Fig is like an investment, like the it's not yeah. it's not yeah. like a straight Kickstarter thing. Like they, no, they I own a fifty bucks in it. I should have yeah. threw fifty bucks at it. Why? <laughs> I'm a millionaire now. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You're not buying stock. Like what? Do you well, that, isn't that how Fig works? I thought that, no, that's no, how it worked. You got a, oh. you got a bit of a stake in the in the game. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> I want to look back on that. I thought I thought you were right about that. <laughs> I've never even heard of it, so yeah, <laughs> I'm right. stay out of this conversation. I'm yeah, the Hispanic yeah. Warren Buffett of this group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing we I'll just throw out there real quick too, which was cool news this week, is that Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance is launching on Game Pass. 
and that's on uh, June 22nd. So this is another one of those games where it's like, um, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love ARPGs. I wanted to check this out. Was I going to spend $60 on it? I don't know. You know, I, I might have waited till it was 20 or $30. Now it's on Game Pass. I'll be playing it on day one. Um, yeah. And I, I love when that happens. There's just nice surprises every every month, it seems, lately. Sure. Okay. Uh, a couple PlayStation things I wanted to touch on real quick, too. Uh, Joe, I know you were pumped about this, too. <laughs> I, I don't get super excited about this, but two new colors for the Dual Sense. I saw you ordered them both. Yeah, I got a problem. <laughs> That's foolish. I know. It's one of them. Stupid. One I, of them's a color. The other one's black. Yeah, that's true. Is, that's true. Yeah. One's a shade. One's an actual color. Here's the thing. I I just like collecting controllers. So I have Fair. like the Spider Man, God of War, fifty yeah. million, and the classic twenty five. Uh, so the, those I get. I get like yeah. the special yeah. edition ones or ones that are of an IP you love. There's the mm -hmm. whole like, okay, this one's blue, this one's red. Like that doesn't do much for me personally. Well, also, it's like the black controller is gonna now match with my black PlayStation Five. Yes, <laughs> that's nice. That's, I got, that's, I got, that's why I ordered that one, dude. Yeah. Like, real talk, I'm gonna try to turn on my TV so you guys could see see it against like some color. Um, you're gonna see like a really uh, ugly and disgusting and really like gross room, but like that's nice. Ew. Oh, yeah, that is nice. It's a nice <laughs> Like you know, it's nice. Fair enough. Fair enough. I yeah. so I saw someone render this picture, and I had to take my words back when I saw it because I I love like blue's my favorite color by like far. So everything I own, clothes and all, is blue. And I saw someone made this, and I was like, "Yep, I'd buy yeah. that." Yeah, yeah. In a heartbeat. In an absolute heartbeat. That looks yeah. dope. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah. So whenever you know Sony, I know uh, Jim uh, Herman. I know you're listening right now. Uh, please make this, and I'll, I'll buy or the it. design Thank labs. You. Just do the design labs thing on PlayStation. Cause that is better. awesome on Xbox. Yeah, you, I can't actually wait till they do that and bring that back. They're supposed mm -hmm. to bring that back this year, right? Yeah, there has to be a PR reason as to why. Like to me, my PR brain turned on when I saw that announcement to see how many people were actually really excited about it and do the Google Trends. Yeah. And it really just goes to show how how strong the PlayStation brand still is. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about all these cool Game Pass stuff, and it's genuinely really cool. But like the PR side of me, when I, when when I Took a look, see these controller announcements trended really. Yo, Dual really Sense well. was trending yesterday. Like, yes, like what the hell? So when we talk about like, oh my god, is Sony on the verge? It's like, dude, even the announcement of like a of two colors and one of them is actually kind of sort of exciting. Um, <laughs> it really it, it it's just fascinating to me to look at. I'm no, just a person no. that loves a good PR. What they're, they're dead. Let it go. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> I mean, when we when we put the dirt on the grave of PlayStation, it's just going to be really <laughs> great to reminisce of what could have been. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. why don't we start right now? Um, because now that they're dead, we can talk about this. So they yeah. apparently have 25 <laughs> games in development, um, over half of which are new IPs. Um, so I, I'm assuming, obviously, they're talking first party because we're not going to talk third party yeah. deals here. Um, but this really got me excited because I think one of the things that we started to talk about a few weeks ago, and I know Joe and Dan, we've talked about this before, is we knew we had Forbidden West coming for Horizon, right? We know we have Ragnarok coming for God of War. We know they're going to make a Spider-Man 2. It's inevitable. Um, and so we started to have that question of, uh, is PlayStation now getting into that space Xbox was you know, yelled at for for years, where it's like, oh, God, we're going to get God of War, Spider-Man, Horizon over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, but 
this announcement really excited me. We know that they're investing in more experiences. We know their studios are growing just like Xbox, right? Or maybe not to the same level, but you know what I mean? They're investing in new stuff. Um, so it's great to hear that they have, what, 12, 13, 14, even if some of those are indie or smaller games. Uh, mm -hmm. They've got a bunch of new IPs coming for the PS5 this generation. And that's just exciting to me because you think back on PS4, God of War wasn't a new IP, but it was a, a full-on reboot, right? Horizon was a new IP. Days Gone, even though it's not my favorite game, uh, new IP. And we saw a, a bunch of new IPs. Bloodborne. Ghost. Bloodborne. Game of the generation, 2,248 <laughs> days. Like, come on, let's you, talk about it. Did you hear me say Red Dead 2? I didn't know I said that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what I mean. It, this is just exciting, I think, to, to hear from Sony confirmation that, look, there's, you know, we keep talking about all the things Xbox has in, in the works, and they certainly do. There's a ton. But it's great to hear PlayStation has its ton of stuff in the works, too, because what that means is the people like us who just love games, we're going to be spoiled to hell this generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 awesome. I mean, if, if, let's say, half of them are new IPs, that means the other half are current IPs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like trying 10, to... 10 or 12, maybe, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to sit here with, you know, putting it through my head, you know, like, which ones am I missing? You know, because we've got... God of War, we've got Horizon, probably Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man is going to be on there, right? Uh, probably a Ghost of Tsushima, I would assume, yes, maybe. probably, you know? yeah. And then, you know, that's Another five. new IP last gen, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and, and so what, you know, where are those other five is, is has, you know, has my curiosity. Maybe it's a siphon filter. You know, maybe it's, you know, Sunset Overdrive 2. Yes. You know, for now you guys that, you know, love that game so much. You know, it, it's, 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 there, there's it's exciting for you know but i'm also super excited for everything that we've seen from the other side too so i'm i'm there's gonna be so much new stuff you know it's it's gonna be unreal you know right now i feel like here, here's my hope and i don't want to be a super big downer but i'm going to like everything i see <laughs> coming out now we've it's always some kind of caveat right it's a roguelike game it's a it's a horror game it's a multiplayer co-op game you know it's it's a remaster or a remake you know and those are fine but you know i want those red dead redemption 2 experiences you know that's what i want to see i want to see these big because i'm always going to be that single player guy i'm always going to be that guy that's going to be you know it, it has a very specific um yeah i guess funnel here that you know they I don't play a whole lot of everything else. You know, MLB is, you know, the exception Madden as well sometimes, you know, but, but I, I, I'm, I'm Biomutant's got my hopes up, you know, and so that's what I want to see more of, you know, I, I hope, you know, you know, and I know that the industry is going a certain direction, you know, they're trying to minimize or maximize their profits. So, so we're going to start seeing a lot more, you know, free to play stuff. We're going to start seeing a lot more, you know, stuff coming to Game Pass that's going to, you know, be subsidized by microtransactions, you know, possibly, you know, maybe Battlefield 6 is a good example. You know, so I, I want to make sure, I just hope that we still get these single player experiences. And I, I, I know we will. And I, I know it's, you know, I just think they're getting, I think the, it's just getting slimmer a little bit, you know. Now, now you say something like Resident Evil, which it, it, that's my fault because I can't stand horror games and I can't stand jump scares, but I, I just want to see that continue, you know, yeah. and, and I want to see some of these big, big games come out. Like I'm, I'm excited, you know, for what Starfield could be potentially, 
you know, and I'm excited for, you know, what these other IPs are. You know, I'd like to see, you know, hopefully we get to see some glimpses into it, you know, come June, you know, maybe with like a whatever show they do. Yeah. Know. That's uh so Dano mentioned it in the chat too. They did announce that new multiplayer game from that new studio uh that has yeah. some industry veterans. Um but yeah, the other thing that uh hadn't considered here is PSVR two. Uh we oh, know yeah. PSVR two is coming. Um, you know, we know well, we don't know, I hope that they are broadening their third-party support in that vein. And we see games like Half-Life Alex on the platform, right? Um, but who knows what new IPs are developing for that? Because they, to your point, Dan, even though it's VR, if it's a lot more advanced right. than the kind of entry-level PSVR 1, um, we may see broader, you know, bigger kind of campaigns on that platform as well, which would be cool. Um, so, I mean, what do you, Joe, I know you talk about this all the time, obviously, yeah. PlayStation. I mean, where are you guys at on this? I mean, are you are you in Dan's camp where you're really hoping we see another PlayStation 4-like generation where we get a new Horizon, we get a new Ghost? I don't mean sequels. I mean new IPs right. that are to the, the grandeur and scope of those types of games. I think this spells more as to what Sony's counter strategy is to Microsoft's um, more than anything. So I think, you know... PlayStation, and, and even going back the week before and with the Discord partnership, yeah. really speaks to what Sony's strategy is going to be, which is about partnership and collaboration, which is great because that's usually what they're the best at. Um, they're usually pretty good with, with talking about and making like second party games. Some are hits, some are misses, but generally speaking, those are the type of games that really excite me. So taking a look at what I've seen here, of course, these games, we don't know how far out they are, but it's really about gaining that reassurance that, gang, we are making games, games are coming, and yes, we do have a lot of them. Um, and knowing that they're PS5 games also gives me that reassurance because, you know, my worry is with the with PSVR 2 is how are you going to balance the development of these two entities because one you're going to really want to focus on so you maintain that ground that is the playstation ecosystem of, of the playstation 5 and the other one is like this newish technology that is still unproven so where are you going to put your development time and dollars into and it's 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 nice to see that they are still pouring money into or, or, or focusing that that money uh seemingly into ps5 so that's that's what i, I think quote unquote it excites me from seeing this they needed to do this with all the noise that microsoft has been making over the past few weeks they really needed to tell their fans hey listen there's a light at the end of the tunnel um but i i really think you're going to get a mix of what dan wants you're going to see some hopefully some big ip some new ip but balance that with the things that did so well last generation so like the balance between getting a new Spider-Man, God of War, Ghost, Last of Us, Uncharted, with whatever they're going to do on that second party front, and assumingly how well those games do, those are possible franchises as well. So I'm kind of kind of looking at this maybe as a blend between the PS3 uh, era and the PS4 era of like, yeah, we're going to do a lot of games. Like with the PS3, you had a ton of games come out for them. But hopefully with that quality and what they've learned from 
the PS4 generation. So that's what I'm I'm really hoping here. The one thing that I did take away from that article, Ains, they're still talking about Horizon. They're still yeah, talking yeah, they about are. It. Like right. it's coming out this and, year. And I'm glad you said that because I, I wanted to give you a shout out because mm. I remember early this year when you were on BitCast, it was either January or February, and I think we posed the question of, do you actually think Horizon's going to release this year? And I think most of us were in the no camp and you said, I definitely, definitely believe it will. Um, you were yeah. the first person I, I know that was doubling down on that game, absolutely <laughs> releasing this year. Yeah. So credit to you. If it unless, does, unless like someone spills coffee on a, on a rig, I think we're going to have, have horizon out sometime this year. Yeah. yeah. So let me get this real quick. Super chat from Sarko. ME1 remaster needed a discoverable on a planet that simply reads, we've been trying to reach you about your Mako's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Thanks, Sark. Always good to see you, brother. I think that's who um, was calling me on my phone earlier. So. <laughs> um, can you imagine, guys, man, if it, it, say Horizon Forbidden West, however, whatever you want to call it, does release this fall. And PlayStation has that and something else up their sleeve, which we haven't seen yet. There's a possibility we get Halo, yeah. Battlefield, Starfield, Horizon, who knows what else, all within a two-month span. Just a massacre. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah called. Oh, I try not to talk about that franchise. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, crazy. But, yeah, I mean, Sean, uh, any additional thoughts you want to add here? It's hard. I think, I think one of the things is uh, maybe a bit more meta about the conversation is, like, was there any doubt? You know that like PlayStation was gonna make games. They we they have a lot of studios. <laughs> They're gonna make games. Yeah. Um, and actually, one thing that I I would say that I disagree with one things that Batbit said is that um, this is a response. No, it's a it's a it's it's um to the kudos of PlayStation. This isn't a response to what Xbox is doing. This is a leaning into the strength that they discovered through the PS3 and PS4 era. This is just them going in like this worked before. And yeah. regardless of what anybody else is doing, we're going to do this again. And you just kind of hope for big games, new games like um, Forbidden West or, um, oh my God. Forspoken? Gosh. No, no. The old one I launched right next to you. You just mentioned it. The Ghost. Like, Aloy. Ghost and the other one. <laughs> for Xbox. Xbox. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You hope for things like that to pop out. Right. Yeah. But you need the things that are familiar uh, as See, well. So I'm, I have no doubt that this is what they were yeah. going to do. I think the yeah. response is more in the messaging. Rather than well, the, that's the meta thing that I was going to talk about too is that yeah. how quickly the narrative became, oh, PlayStation is dead. It's like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they're the most selling console, like, they're coming off the most successful platform or console generation they've ever had. Like, there was no doubt that that was going to continue. The only thing that I guess comes into question that I'll just throw in there to throw a wrench in things is. If there, if the culture stands that allowed the greatness that happened on PlayStation Four to continue, like I, I don't know exactly what it is, what that special sauce was that allowed um, for a game like God of War to happen or Ghost mm -hmm. or things like that to happen. There's a level of trust, I think, and maybe where the narrative started to go a little differently was with the Days Gone story that happened. Now, I just, I'm playing Days Gone, and it's not, it's not a Horizon, it's not a no, Ghost, it's not it's on not. that level. So for, for that reaction to happen when that story broke, it's like, guys, we just need to be a little bit more nuanced than this. Yeah, yeah and it's, we have an inability to be nuanced because we're, we have the strong ability to just create clickbait bullshit. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, I, yeah. I, John's point, too. I think, that, I think that conversation, we say it all the time here, that conversation exists in an echo chamber. 
Um, yeah. You know, all, all yeah. this stuff that we take in and, and yell about, or maybe not us necessarily, but gets yelled about on Twitter every day is 95% irrelevant. It yeah. has no bearing on the market. Um, clearly. Just, yeah, clearly. I mean, the numbers are there. You can look at them from Xbox is dead. The PlayStation is dead. They're both hitting record revenue year over year. Um, you know, it, it just has no bearing. And I, I think it just came out of kind of what you were touching on. And I know, Joe, we've talked about this before. Is It just came out of Xbox is is firing on all cylinders. And it's the first time they've fired on all cylinders for what feels like a very long time, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. you didn't really see that during the PlayStation 4 generation, uh, maybe until the tail end. And so I think as soon as that started to happen and Xbox started to really kind of flex some muscle, then of course, as Joe was referring to earlier, it can't be, oh, both are going to be fantastic. You can't have a rational conversation, right? It yeah, has yeah. to be Xbox's flexing its muscle. God, PlayStation's dead. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's just, it gets a little ridiculous. But I think that's why going all the way back to the start of this, I said that people like us who really just enjoy games on all platforms, this is, this, I, I think I could confidently say that this could be the best generation we've ever had. I mean, we're yeah. just going to be, we're going to get games and experiences unlike anything we've ever had before and more of them. Yeah. Except for Nintendo, which is clearly dead. Oh, yeah. Dude, obviously. They're so done. <laughs> they're so done. Like right now, they're, right now it's what sad to say they're, they're mostly like, dead to me because they're not making anything I want to play. But uh, Mario Golf, jump on Mario Golf, Ains. Come on. It's going to be so fun. The problem is, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy it because I will. And I'm <laughs> yeah. going to play it for 15 minutes. And then I'm going to go, why the hell did I buy this? Uh, and it's going to sit on my shelf. That's because just because it I has the three button press. That's why you're going to buy it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to be the classic control. That's right. That that, that yeah. 2K whatever the hell they tried to put out doesn't yeah. give you, right? And you're going to be like, "Oh, this is way better." Then me and you are going to jump on Nintendo Online and <laughs> no, uh, pretend like we're playing with <laughs> no, each other when really we're no, just we're playing not. by ourselves. <laughs> Do you want to use Xbox Live Party Chat while we're doing yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's such yeah, a that's sure. such a good point. Like you say, we joke about Nintendo Online. Where I was playing Mario Kart the other night, and I was on uh, Discord chat because that's how you played, you know, yeah. Nintendo games online. Yeah. And I was playing with somebody who described a whole like situation that happened. He fired a red shell, and then saw that it hit this person, and they bounced off the thing. They described this to me, and by the time he finished describing it to me, then I saw it start to happen. It was like he was telling me the future. Like that's how <laughs> lagged it was. We're talking in real time, and it wasn't until he was done telling me the story of what occurred that it wow. happened on my screen. I'm on yeah. hole 13. Where are you at? Two. Yeah, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, oh man. Goodness. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know, but um, no matter you know. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> bringing this whole conversation full circle. And someone mentioned one thing I forgot to ask is we haven't seen Sony talk about their E3. I use quotes because obviously they're yeah. not part of E3, but you know what I mean. They're kind of summer big announcement show yet. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that we'll definitely get something in June, maybe early July at the latest. But what, what do you guys think there? Have you have you kind of thought about what Sony maybe has up their sleeve? They're still playing with their ball in the corner. They're not going to E3. <laughs> they're not going anywhere around with it. They they find a nice spot in between E3 and when EA is doing their thing is kind of. Yeah. It's kind of my thing. Like, I don't even know. I want to do like prediction shows with one of my one of my podcasts. I want to have Joe on and talk about what are we predicting. It's like, I'm busy. Are you predicting anything? Well, <laughs> a different Joe, a different Joe, oh, not okay. you. Different Joe. After work, gotcha. Yeah, Joe. After work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. Uh, Which I think sucks, you're right. by I the think... way. Like I say it all sarcastic, but it sucks. I want them there. 
it's fun when everybody's there. And even though we're online, like E3 is 12th to 14th, I think, of June. I'm going off memory, I believe, but that, I think that's right. And, you know, we're going to get Xbox and Bethesda. We're going to get Ubisoft. We're going to get um, whoever else, Sega and, and other companies. But even if PlayStation wasn't part of that, they could literally just slot in and say, hey, at 8 p.m. on the night of the 13th, we're doing a state of play. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they don't even have to be part of that schedule because they're, they're yeah. it's online. So it'll be... It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, It'll probably be a, either a few days before or a week after, I, I think. You know, that's that's when we'll probably see Sony. I, I bet they go after. That's yeah. what Sony's yeah. good at. Um, yeah, they're, they're good at kind of throwing that domino down. Yeah, or, the, or they or like somebody like Xbox would be like, "Hey, we got this show coming up. Be ready for it Thursday." And then, like all of a sudden Wednesday, they show the PlayStation Six. <laughs> what did you just do? When did they do their their state of play for the place? It was like August last year, right? It was super late, I think. They, 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 uh, they had one state of play at, in August, and then the, right. the future of games yeah. was July. Yeah. So the, I mean, I, I don't know if that was you know where everybody did that. I, I swear I saw some stuff like in June, July for Xbox. You know, the, when when the pandemic hit and all that stuff. So they could do it a month or two out. You know, just yeah. have something, you know, of course, and, of course. and I'm fine with the state of play format. It's fine. It is what it is. You know, they're not, they're not going to go crazy. You know, they're just going to be like, here's what we have. You know, yep. they're, they're, they're good at that kind of domino. Like as Bomber said in chat, they know how to take the wind out of sails. That's just, yes, they do. good at it. I mean, it's what they do. Well, AKW coming in here, firing shots. What is going on? MA2, ME2 is still the goat. And then, and then, you know, that's okay. I can, I can accept that. Um, but then coming in with this, oh god, what What's are you out? doing? Who hurt you? It's better than who hurt you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. luckily, luckily, I he couldn't stay. Uh, but I'll give a shout out to Robert Hart, who is a Mass Effect one, is the best mask, of course. It is. Come on, shout out to the panel. Lovely day in Ottawa. I'll watch later. Enjoy, boys. Gaming is good, it certainly is, my friend. Thanks mm -hmm. for swinging by. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so that's E3. That's uh, kind of everything we know right now. All of us, all four of us are betting on Battlefield 6 launching in Game Pass, which is interesting. I certainly hope we're right. Um, one other game topic I wanted to just touch on, and because, Dan, I know uh, you'll find this interesting, or at least, uh, you know, likable, is the Yakuza. Yeah. So we got, uh, you know, we got Judgment News. We talked about that last week, which was good, right? And then Sega came out this, way, this week and said that Yakuza is the... Um, like a Dragon is the most successful game ever for the franchise, which I found interesting. I didn't know if that would be the case. Um, but because of the success, and I have to presume that this has at least something to do with being successful on Xbox, that they now want to aim to bring games simultaneously to more platforms in the future. So it sounds like they uh, would obviously do the smart thing here in the future and actually go multi-platform, right? Basically release on PlayStation, PC, and uh xbox at the same time because right. go figure that increases sales it's crazy don't i know it's crazy who would have figured this out 20 years ago but um good news here and uh definitely sounds like we're gonna get a sequel to uh like a dragon yeah i'm super pumped about that i mean they, they basically released it they just didn't release a ps5 version with like a dragon that had to wait till later for some reason um but you know, it, the more importantly is that they're global launches that they announced yes. last week. You know, that's that's the most important thing. We don't have to wait, you know, for Judgment, which was with Judge Eyes. It's what it was called in Japan. It came it's out a year. 
Judge Eyes. Oh, Judge Eyes. I was yeah. thinking I-Z-E. I was no. like, that word doesn't work. Yeah. No. That's what it was called in Japan. And that came out, you know, a year prior to when Judgment came out. Or, you know, even Yakuza 6, you know, that it was, it's always out over there first. So it, it's nice, you know, and there's some hardcore fans that have, you know, they bought systems just to, you know, get those games early, you know, but I'm not one of those people. Um, so, <laughs> so this is awesome. You know, let it come to whatever platform you want to. I don't, it doesn't bother me any. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to play it wherever it's, you know, I play it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's literally how I decide where I'm getting games. Like I, I got on, I was on the Xbox and I was like, okay, I want to, I got to buy Mass Effect. Yeah. Reorder it. Uh, I'm going to do it. If I was just happened to be on my PlayStation 5, at the time, I probably would have gotten it on there. Hmm. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's it's gotten to the point now where it just doesn't matter yeah. anymore to me. Um, Especially like I, if there's not any notable difference between right. the versions. Like, right. Right. I don't have a 120 hertz monitor TV, so it, it's it's only you know they would have both ran essentially the same for me. Yeah. Um, so it just happened that I was in that on their plane and they'll be, and I was like, oh, I better go over and buy it. You know, I did that I think with Tony Hawk and stuff. So this this is going to be. Now, with games like Yakuza, it should be noted that, you know, a lot of times it will read the fact that you have played these other games prior to, like yeah. on the PlayStation it did. So yeah. every time you went from Yakuza 0 to Yakuza 1, you got a, a, a bonus, uh, some stuff to start off the game with. So that's, you know, that's something to think about maybe if you're going to be picking up the second sure. one. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited because, you know, they're... they're, they're I was super worried, obviously, about this my my, my Yakuza series going crazy. But hmm. now I'm getting both things. I'm getting the beat 'em up, you know, judgment yeah. game, yeah, and yeah. now I'm getting the JRPG like a dragon Yakuza stuff. So I'm this is awesome news for me. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. By the way, you made me think of um, I don't know if you guys know Andrew Goldfarb, who uh, used to be with IGN. He's over at Gearbox now, I believe. Um, you made me think of it when you talked about translation. Sucker punch, actually. Oh, Sucker Punch. Thank you. You're right. Um, he was at Gearbox before IGN. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, anyway, uh, you talked about buying systems and games in Japanese and stuff. So he doesn't speak Japanese, but he finished and platinumed the Japanese version of Persona 5 before mm -hmm. it came to the U.S. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. That's why, I, yeah. I, I, I play all my Yakuza games with English dubs, with Japanese. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, no, just, no, 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 subtitles, right? Are you playing? Uh, English subtitles. Si yes. uh, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, subtitles, Japanese language. I was going to say, you're not a monster. No, no. I mean, that's craziness to me. Um, in fact, I just had like an argument with my son who wanted to go see a some kind of demon movie. Demon Slayer. Anime, demon my Slayer. Is that what yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, well, I cannot, you know, we have to watch it with the the dubbed version. I'm like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I said, go, go read. I mean, are you that lazy? I said, that's, that's the experience, man. I said, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. He's like, yeah, you no. can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. By the way, Sarka yeah. said, Horizon Forbidden West and Ragnarok this fall, if only to F with Halo, you heard it here first-ish. So I believe um, not only Jason Schreier, who I don't like to mention too much, but other people kind of in the know, if you will, have already said that God of War is not coming this year. That's all right. <laughs> shocking. Which is, yeah, which is Sh both not shocking and fine, right? Like, give me some space between yes. Horizon and God of War. You know, take, it's, yeah. take your time. Also, not excited for God of War because all I've seen is the voice of of you know of Kratos and saying that Ragnarok's coming and some runes. 
What? You lost <laughs> me because I don't know what you're talking logo? about. The logo of God of War. Yeah. I'm just keeping yeah. the same energy from Starfield. Oh, it's true. You know, yeah. I actually was going to bring that up earlier, no joke, because that's yeah. all we've seen of Ragnarok. That's and I laughed seen. at people when they got excited. However, we know how good God of War was, and it was sure. their actual last game, unlike yeah. Bethesda. So that's fine. Um, by the way, shout out to Jordan. What's up? Man Alive, Patrick is here. By the way, Jordan got his first PlayStation ever yesterday. Oh, nice. Nice. Was it a PS3? <laughs> no, 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 no. PS5, he came home with it. it he started playing Returnal last night. And uh-huh. so nice. to put it in perspective, we're in party chat last night, and he's talking about Returnal. He's like, oh, the PS Plus collection looks really good. And I was like, just to be clear, you haven't played Horizon or no. God of War or That's Ghost crazy. or anything. And he's played nothing. <sighs> So I was like, oh. I, we started talking about. I was like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I was like, yeah, I, I think God of War and Horizon are way up here, but that's yeah. me. But to me, yeah, it's it's God of War, Horizon, Ghost. And me too. If I had to, or maybe pick, Ghost. No. And then God of War, and then just to like because both of those games are open world, so maybe parse them out with God of War in between. That's fair too, but you can't go wrong. Is the point, right? So, but he's also, uh, you know, he was on our Halo team. He's competitive, really good at shooter. So he's playing Returnal and Love, and I'm like, dude, yeah, you are. Yeah. He's in for like months of enjoyment and catching up, which is I mean, awesome. I, yeah. I mean, I would not know what to do with myself. Also, play <laughs> Horizon first because the sequel is probably coming out sooner than the rest of them. Get through that. Make sure you're done. God of War after that. Then goes to Tsushima because although he did say he gets open world game fatigue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then don't, don't play anything. <laughs> play Returnal. Play Returnal. Return and then, yeah, go back to your Xbox. Just send it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I think God of War is one of those games, and we're we're way over here now. But God of War is one of those games that balanced open world with hub world very well, right? It does mm-hmm. where it gives the player some freedom, but not where you're just all over the place. But then again, I love open world games. So anyway, all right, guys. Uh, AKW says, SG, keep up the great work you, dude, and ILP are my favorite podcast. Thanks so much. Love brother. that. Thanks Sweet. so much. I, it's going to be sad that I have to ban you of your ME1 comments, yeah. um, but I do appreciate <laughs> so sad. You enjoyed it while you could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you know you'll never hear us again, but yeah. thank you for being here when you could. Yeah. So, no. Um, thank you so much, guys. We're going to go ahead and get start to wrapped up. Uh, just a few shout outs real quick. So Resident Evil Village, if you're still yet to jump in, my spoiler free review is on the site. Uh, Steve also happened to write an article this week and actually really kind of, uh, I think pertinent article based on some of the conversation we had today around, you know, he said resident evil four is his favorite game of all time and he hates it. And, and the point of the article is really calling out that it, he recognizes the flaws in that game and there's quite a few of them, but the game is still fantastic and he still loves it. And we, we've, as I mentioned earlier, we've lost that ability to just enjoy games despite some of their notable flaws, right? It's like as yeah. soon as a game has flaws or bugs, everyone throws it to the side, and I think that's just a bit ridiculous. Uh, so it's a really good article. Just like Armageddon is the best movie ever made. It's exactly the same thing. My favorite movie. <laughs> you, you know what's funny about that? I, I have a friend who is say, a good friend. Same exact thing. He loves that movie. I Knows love it. it's stupid. Terrible. Knows it's you know it's the writing is all over the place, but mm-hmm. it's just one. It's that movie he will watch over and over again. Same here. I think I got to meet this person. <laughs> Is it like the Ben Affleck thing? Yeah, yes. Bruce Willis. Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah. Sacrifice. Oh my gosh. Hey guys, guys, it's working. All right. 
From okay. now on, anyone who doesn't say ME1 is getting banned. We're going to see if we can do this. Yeah. You can, <laughs> listen, you can just change your, your thing over to like AWK, and you know nobody would actually know who you are. <laughs> and then you just come in and, you know, go that route. It's Andrew WK. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, got a, a new industry perspective coming this week, too. I'm chatting with Chris Johnston, uh, who was formerly at Adult Swim Games and EGM. Um, I know Joe, you you know we you game with him, and I've talked to him before. Really good dude. I'm really looking forward to sitting down with him and talking about some of his. Past That's going to be a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. And then uh, the video is coming this week on the GameSir X2, which is that uh, Bluetooth controller for phones, tablets that I've been using with xCloud. I talked about it last week briefly. Um, it's actually quite good. So if you're one of those guys looking out for a Kishi or a Backbone or something, look up the GameSir. Um, my video review on it will be this week, but it's nice. Which one's that, Joe? The uh, backbone? Backbone. I yeah. really love the app. The app is nuts. So yeah. nice, nice. So yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get wrapped up. Let me get uh, my guest to give us a shout out, Sean. Man, it's been fun having you on. Thanks for coming on, especially. Thanks on, for having uh, me. Short notice. Yeah, we uh, we will do it again for sure. Yeah, so, anytime, uh, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, excellent. So uh, where can people find you, man? You can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And I do too many podcasts. So I'll tell people about the Xbox drive. Um, it's a little, it's focused on Xbox. I, I record it while I drive my car. I go get coffee at McDonald's. It's a whole thing. Uh, or We The Gamer Cast, where I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. We talk about life and video games. It's just sort of a, just sort of a, a little chill. And, and he's at Dan, I got to get you guys on the show. Joe's been on far too many times. Um, but I gotta get you guys. If it's more than once, yeah. it's too many. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like at least my, five. My I think. has decided to have a cameo here right at the end of the show. What's up, Darwin? Say hi. Yep. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah, keep his keep his face forward. We've had this issue on camera before with other parts of his body. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Okay, stay there. Stay there. All right, Sean, man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, uh, Joe. I know uh, you know you're a regular. People know where yeah. they can find you, but uh, shout it out anyway. Yeah. And by the way, I know we said yeah. it on Cast Co-op, but congrats again on your show with Greg Miller. It was awesome. Oh, thank you, man. Thank and you. Um, it's great to see people like Greg. I said this on Twitter, but it's great to see people like Greg who have uh, obviously gained a huge audience, right, in, in gaming community, still just make that time to just hang out and talk games. Yeah. Um, because I think too often we see people become really well-known creators or whatnot. And then all of a sudden it becomes an issue of, oh, you know, I can't go on that show. That's not big enough yeah. for me, you know, and it's yeah. that attitude is horrendous. And I, I despise anyone who has that attitude. So it was really cool to see Greg uh, hanging out with you guys. Yeah, man. And just to like even before that show started, just how busy he was just describing his his day <laughs> to, to us. It was just like, wow, that's a lot. That's that's a lot that, you know, they make look easy. They make look simple. And just to know how many moving parts there are behind that, it's there's a reason why um, they're so big. That's for sure. Uh, but that collaboration still continues. Where this week, uh, Kyle Stevenson, my co-host, will be on uh, PlayStation. I love you, XOXO. Awesome. I'm so excited to see Kyle shine on that show. Um, it's going to be really awesome to see. So make sure you tune in there if you don't mind. Um, and you could tune in to the Trophy Room a PlayStation podcast where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday uh, over on YouTube, 
on Apple Podcasts. We're doing a five-star uh, review giveaway. If you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, you are enrolled to enter into our Ratchet and Clank PS5 giveaway. And if you're an Xbox fan, which we know there's quite a few of you out there, we'll also give you a, an, an Xbox card, or whether that's like Game Pass or whatever you get to choose. So, yeah, all those places, Mr. Badbit at, uh, sorry, at Mr. Badbit on Twitter and at PS Trophy Room on Twitter as well. So, yeah. There you go. I was really happy to see Sean here. <laughs> we often, like home, Joe. I know. It, we often say that like the Xbox Drive is the sister podcast of the Trophy mm-hmm. Room. Yeah, we, we, we both launch you know, on Thursdays. You get one, yeah. then you get the, you listen to the other. Yeah, it's great, it's, man. It's good times. Bunch yeah. of fanboys, well, uh, in my opinion. opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, we're the worst. Yeah, bunch of fanboy nonsense, but whatever. Especially uh, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, guys. Dan, you know, I'll, I'll throw it to you just in case. I'll be here next Saturday. <laughs> That's where I'm at. All right, guys. That was episode uh, 120, uh, 124. Good Lord. 154. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Until next week.